Welcome to the Healthpreneur Podcast. My name is Uriel Kame, New York Times bestselling author, former professional athlete, and founder of Healthpreneur, the world's leading company helping health and fitness experts start and scale high-end coaching businesses. If you want to attract more clients, learn how to convert them without feeling salesy, and deliver an amazing program for them on the back end, if you want to be inspired by what others just like you have gone through and how you can do the same no matter what life goes your way, then you are in the right place. Because every single week, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, we're gonna be bringing you the best to help you take your knowledge and expertise to the next level with your health or fitness coaching business. And if you enjoy what you see and hear and would like to take your business to the next level, then I invite you to check out our free online training over at healthpreneurgroup.com forward slash training. And for now, let's get into today's episode. Hey guys, what's going on? Uh, happy Saturday. I am uh, enjoying my Logic IQ or Logic Coffee. Hope you guys are having a, a fantabulous start to your weekend. Uh, I want to share with you uh, this idea or a perspective shift on what Malcolm Gladwell talked about in his amazing book called Outliers about the 10,000 hour rule, right? So just so we have a bit of context, if you haven't read the book or if you're not familiar with the idea, uh, the idea is that, as he talked about in the book and as I think has been written about in a number of other places, is that to master any skill or really to succeed in any endeavor in life, you have to put in 10,000 hours of work, right? So if we put in about, um, I think it was 40 hours a week for 10 years would end up being 10,000 hours. And if it's not 40 hours, it's 20 hours a week, either one, I, I don't know. Anyways. It's a long time, right? And you know, if you look at athletes or people in business, uh, usually it's a, you know in and around that time, and sometimes a lot shorter. One of the things I will share is that, you know, when you look at a lot of people in business, especially obviously online, because that's you know visible for most of us. You know, we see these people, and we think, oh my god, like overnight success. I never heard of this person, and now boom, it's like overnight success. Well, here's the thing is that we didn't see the ten thousand hours, right? We didn't see the journey, the crap that they all went through. We just see the end results. It's like the bamboo tree, right? It doesn't grow. You plant the seed for with a bamboo tree, bamboo tree. It doesn't grow for, it's it's close to like seven years, I believe, or maybe even more. It doesn't grow at all. And then in the space of like six weeks, it shoots up several feet. And, you know, we don't necessarily see what's happening beneath the soil. And all of a sudden we think this thing just kind of grows out of nowhere. And it's the same thing that happens in business and in life, right? Anyways, the reason I want to um, talk about the myth of the 10,000 hour rule is I think there's a really important, and Malcolm Gladwell talks about this in his book, is there's actually one really important component to that, which I need to mention here. Uh, and I want to share a quick little anecdote from what happened last night. So I, um, my, one of my best friends from when I was in high school was in Toronto. So he flew in, uh, he lives in New York now. Uh, flew into the city with his two kids just so you know obviously they can spend some time with the grandparents and I said listen you know if we've got a couple hours let's get together let's go grab a coffee so we got together with uh, with him and another good friend of ours we used to call ourselves the trio back in high school so we we're you know really good friends like you know my best friends pretty much growing up and I don't see them that often like I don't see them really ever to be honest um, one of them lives in Toronto but on the other side and obviously my buddy who flew in is in New York we don't really speak that often, which is, again, something we want to re um, rectify. But anyways, so we're sitting down, 
and you know, kind of like shooting the shit and you know getting into uh, what's new, and then we start having some deeper conversations. And I really started to feel. I started to remind myself why I don't hang around them that often. And you know, we started talking about uh, philosophy, politics, meritocracy, socialism, communism, all capitalism, all that stuff. And again, there's no right or wrong, right? There's no like no person is right or wrong with I think anything. It's really just how you decide to live your life and your belief system. But it really, it really kind of saddened me because my good, my buddy, he always like for for the longest time growing up, like he was always the guy who no matter what was always in shape. He was always doing the push-ups and the, the sit-ups and the workouts. Like he was always doing that stuff. That was just who he was. And you know, he started talking about how he hasn't worked out for a year now, and he's kind of lost all motivation for. You know, for doing this stuff, and it's kind of like it, it, it felt like he just kind of gave up, right? It's like he's just given up on life. Not, I mean, not in a you know, like the world over, the world's over, my life is over, kind of depressed fashion. But I started to think about, like, as we're having this conversation in the back of my mind, I'm like, man, this is really, it's weird. It's, it's, I'm like, it's too bad. Like, it's sad because this is someone I really love, and it's like he's kind of just like thrown in the cards. Like, he's got two young kids, and like. You know, just making excuses, right? Like life is crazy, the kids and work and whatever. And, you know, then my other friend is, you know, someone who doesn't really have a lot of ambition in life. And he's totally okay with that. And I'm, I'm fine with that as well. Because I don't think everyone needs to be like a ridiculous go-getter, you know, change the world type of person. But we started talking about, um, we started talking about... McDonald's. And I was saying at McDonald's how a lot of people are now being replaced by iPads, right? So people can put in their order on an iPad. And I'm not saying this because I go to McDonald's, but I've seen this before. And this is the way the world is moving. And I said something which I think struck a chord with them. And that really prompted the conversation. And I said, listen, the reality is that if someone loses a job to an iPad, I think that they have the opportunity to develop their skill set and become a more valuable member of society so that doesn't happen again or they can move into a higher position, right? And so then this got into a really interesting conversation about meritocracy versus, you know, giving people equal access to stuff and, um, you know, the wealthier taking care of the less wealthy and stuff like that. It was really interesting. Anyways, I'm not going to get into the whole, uh, all the stuff we talked about, but here's the thing I want, I want to really hammer home, and this goes back to the 10,000 hour rule, is you can put in 10,000 hours, right? And you can master a skill. Um, but as Malcolm Gladwell talks about in his book, you are a lot less likely to succeed at that endeavor in the wrong environment. And the reason I bring this up is because I recognized last night that that conversation, that type of environment is not the environment I want to live in. Okay, because a lot you could it's when you have conversations with people, you get a really, really good idea of their belief system, right? I I have a core belief that everyone can succeed given the right environments. And it really hurts me when people don't succeed because they get in their own way. And I believe that environments will always trump willpower. Right? And that we can continually improve and make ourselves better, our families better, our world better. That's just the world view that I have. 
And when my, well, two of my closest friends, at least from 20 years ago, when they don't share that same belief system, when their view of the world is more or less like I can't change my situation either because I don't have the drive or the mindset to do so or I'm limited by my upbringing. That, that's not the environment that's really going to inspire me. And, that, and that's the reason I share this with you is because if you are an entrepreneur, you are a weirdo. You are different. You are insane, right? Most people don't understand us. And it's really important not to spend a lot of time with those people. And I, and I say this really seriously, okay? I don't care if they're your best friend or a family member. If you have bigger desires and ambitions in life, those types of people, they're not necessarily going to purposely hold you back, but here's what's gonna happen, is that just having these conversations is gonna shift the way you think about things, okay? I have a belief that you should be really wealthy. My two other friends have a problem with people who have a lot of wealth, and that's, you know, that's the way they, they were brought up, right? They were brought up in a family that didn't have a lot of money, that talked about, you know, rich people being scammers and the devil and, and, and thinking that if you have a lot of money that you're not compassionate and not helping people who don't have money. And I'm thinking to myself, this is bullshit, right? Because whether or not you have a lot of money, there are people who are compassionate and not compassionate. Whether or not you have a lot of money, there are people who are assholes and there are people who are amazing. Money simply amplifies who you already are. And I believe that if you want to do big things in this world, whatever that means for you, if you want to earn more income, if you want to help more people, if you want to really thrive in business, you have to surround yourself with the right environments. Because just in those conversations, right, just in having those conversations, your mind will start to bend towards those views if that is your social network. Because listen, we are tribal beings, right? We need at a core level to belong to a tribe. And if your tribe all has the same viewpoint that you know you can't move up in life, you can't become better at what you're doing because there's a glass ceiling or people are out to get you or you know making money is evil. If that is your social network, I promise you without fail, that is who you'll become. Because you have to, right? Most people, Unless, you know, it requires a lot of energy for a rocket to leave the atmosphere. It requires a lot of energy to go from the slums to become a successful person, right? The Jay-Z's and all these rappers and all these guys who have, you know, come out of bad environments, they're like the 0.01% of, of, those, of those people, right? Most people growing up in those environments are not going to achieve that level of success, but it's amazing when they do because they've overcome so much adversity and gone through so much struggle and that is always a more inspiring journey than someone who is spoon-fed, you know, and given a trust fund, and now they're just like riding on their daddy's coattails, right? But the reality is that our environment shapes us in a massive way. And that's why the likelihood of someone succeeding that already comes from a well-to-do family is a lot greater than someone who doesn't come from that same environment. I'm not saying it's because like the parents give the, the kids money, it's the belief system and the mentality of the parents, of that surrounding, of that environment that is going to change and mold the belief system of their kids. Now, 
a lot of us didn't grow up in those types of households. A lot of us grew up in households where, you know, there's obviously negative talks about money and all sorts of stuff. And those are limiting beliefs that conditioned us. So a lot of that stuff shows up in your life now, right? With how you deal with sales conversations or selling in general, how you deal with money, all that stuff, right? It's all conditioned. So here's the thing is that it is massively important to put yourself in the right environments that support what you want. It is the single most important thing for your success. And Malcolm Gladwell talks about this in his book. He says, the success of the individual is more determined by their environment than the person themselves. Okay, let me repeat that. Your success is more determined by your environment than who you are as a person. Now, I believe that we are, as individuals can become a much better version of ourselves. But just like our genes, where we have genetic predispositions to uh, certain conditions or certain diseases, we know that genetics and family history is such a small piece of the pie unless we are exposed to the environment that is going to trigger those genes to turn off or on. And it's the same thing in your life and in your business. If you want your quote-unquote success genes to be triggered, then you need to be surrounded by an environment that inspires success. If you want to feel lack and scarcity, continue watching the news and continue having conversations with people who think the world is coming to an end and that people with money are evil and that all that stuff. Because guys, like the world is an illusion. The world is, it's your projection of your own mindset, right? And all we're trying to do is we're looking to say, here's what I believe to be true. It's a lot of work for me to try to convince other people of that. So why even bother? Why don't I just find other people like me and then continue to swim in that Kool-Aid? Because the more I do, the more I reinforce my beliefs. And the more I reinforce my beliefs, the more conviction I have about what I'm doing. And the more conviction I have about what I'm doing, the easier it's going to be for me to accomplish the things I want to accomplish. And that's why, guys, as coaches, what you provide for your clients is invaluable. And that's why one-on-one coaching is has limitations. If you bring people into a group setting, like when we're working, we work with hundreds of clients in our HBA program. And the reason our program is so powerful is not because of the plan. Like, yes, we've got an amazing plan. And yes, we have amazing coaches and accountability. But a large piece of the soup is the soup itself, is the fact that you are immersed with hundreds of others who are on the same path, who have the same mentality, who are there to pick you up, who are there to support you, who are there to encourage you, and that is massively important. So in your business, whether you're working with two clients at the same time or five or 20, putting those clients together is really powerful because now they're part of a collective and that collective inspires each other and that collective supports each other. And if there's a cancer in the collective, you remove it. You don't even let them into the program in the first place, right? That's why being very selective of who you work with is important, not just for you, but for the health of the community. So anyways, um, I just wanted to share that this morning because it's something that's been on my mind and I obviously had this conversation last night. And um, anyways, I hope it makes sense to you. 10,000 hours, yes, it makes sense. You have to put in the time, you have to put in the work and develop your skills. 
Um, and maybe we'll do another session on like skill stacking. Um, but most importantly is the environment in which you immerse yourself is going to help unlock the things you really want to achieve in life, right? Whether that's the good stuff or if you're stuck in a really bad environment with the wrong social setting, it's going to unleash the bad stuff. So anyways, I hope you guys have an amazing Saturday. Hopefully it makes sense. And um, there we go. See you guys soon. Hey, thanks so much for joining us on this episode of the Health Printer Podcast. If you've enjoyed this episode, here's what I'd like you to do right now. If you haven't done so already, please subscribe to the Health Burner Podcast on iTunes. And while you're there, leave us a rating or review. It helps us get in front of more people and change more lives. And if you're ready to start or scale your health or fitness coaching business and want to start getting in front of more people, working with them at a higher level without trading time for money, then I invite you to check out our free seven-figure health business blueprint training. Totally free right now. And you can do so at healthpreneurgroup.com forward slash training. For now, thank you so much for joining us. Continue to be great, do great, and I look forward to seeing you in the next episode.